Hey Food Allergy Mama, if you're here, you've likely experienced the scary and lonely food allergy diagnosis with your child. Unfortunately, food allergy parents aren't taught how to navigate the food allergy lifestyle, and it's easy to feel alone and discouraged sometimes. But I'm here to show you that food allergy life doesn't have to feel restrictive, scary, or isolated. I'm Karina, and I'm a 17-year food allergy mom and food allergy coach at Friendly Pantry Consulting. I specialize in making food allergy life safer and less worrisome for food allergy families like yours. I'm not perfect, but over 17 years, I've learned a lot the hard way, and I'm sharing the secrets and resources you won't hear anywhere else that will help you feel confident living with food allergies faster and easier than I did. From introducing allergens, travel, navigating school, and educating friends and family, this podcast will give you the essential tips and strategies you need to help your food allergy child and family thrive. Welcome to the show. So just a little background. um, So you know where I'm coming from is that uh, my oldest daughter who is 17 had milk and egg allergies and um, she actually outgrew those. So she had them, you know, as soon as she had her first exposure to milk and egg, she had uh, hives and swelling, which is what tipped me off to the whole thing that she might something might be wrong and um, got us to go to the doctor and then we got referred to an allergist Um, and so we lived with that for uh, I guess it would be about three and a half years or so and luckily as I mentioned she outgrew those allergies but I know what it's like to live with milk and egg allergies because it is hard. It is really not easy. Those those allergens are in everything. And um, I really got a good taste of that during that time. Not only that, but I got a good taste of um, doing oral challenges in the office because my daughter had to go through a few oral challenges to figure out that she actually did outgrow these allergies. And she did fail one and maybe two maybe even three. I can't remember, honestly, at this point, but um, we were in the office for all of the challenges and she did have to, I did, she did fail, meaning she got some uh, hives happening, which meant that the uh, allergist just wasn't comfortable continuing on. And so he told us to try again in, uh, it was about like six months we had to wait. So we did a few of those as well. So that was our first introduction to the oral food challenges in the office as well, as well as to outgrowing uh, those food allergies. So um, when my oldest daughter was just outgrowing those egg and milk allergies, my youngest started showing peanut and tree nut allergies. And so that is where we have kind of um, had for the longest time Um, We are in OIT for peanut and tree nut, and we have been for now at this point, I would say about five years, so it's been quite a while, Um, but at this point, we can handle May contains uh, traces, so May contain traces of peanuts or tree nuts, but she also has a gluten intolerance. So needless to say, we have had multiple food allergies. We managed multiple food allergies uh, for many, many years. And so that is where the experience has come from. Uh, So I want you to know that you're in good hands listening to this, no matter what food allergy you 
have, you will find that we are um, talking about things that will help you. So I make it, I try and make it really uh, easy for every food allergy. And I want to give you solutions for every food allergy. And of course, the top ones, the top nine, but also definitely um, other ones as well. So that's where I'm coming from. So when I tell you the story today, um, we definitely had an EpiPen already. This is the daughter, my second daughter. So I had some experience with food allergies, but it was still fairly new. My daughter was th about three. And so um, we'd known that she'd had uh, peanut and tree nut allergies now for probably about 18 months, because I think it was around 18 months when we found out. And so... Um, We've had it, we had had an EpiPen for my oldest daughter for her milk and egg allergies, and we had had um, EpiPen for this daughter for tree nuts and peanuts. So it was many years ago, and it was when my youngest daughter was three. That's my peanut and tree nut girl. And we were headed to a play date. Um, I told the daughter about her severe allergies. I made an allergy safe snack that we were all going to share. I think it was like fruit or something. And I'm pretty sure I baked something, but um, <laughs> I was always baking. But we had our epinephrine with us. So the first hour was like any other play date. We had fun. Um, it was like uh, my daughter's new friend from preschool and her brother. And I was getting to know the mom while the kids played in the playroom. And we were having lots of fun. I mean, it was like any other play date, getting to know a mom and getting to know the other kids. But after a while, um, my daughter came and sat on my lap. And I didn't really look at her at first. I just kind of um, thought, that's kind of weird. Um, why isn't she playing? Like she loves going to play at other people's houses and seeing all the new toys and, and all that kind of stuff. And so I gave her a big hug and, uh, she looked up at me and I was like, oh my gosh, she doesn't look the same. What is wrong with her? She was unrecognizable. The whole side of her face from her forehead to her chin was completely swollen. And I thought, did she hit her head? Like, what is happening? I, I can't figure this out. And the other mom was alarmed too because she could tell that she obviously didn't look like she was supposed to. And suddenly she said, oh no, my kids ate peanut butter in the playroom yesterday. I finally started to clue in. I was thinking, my daughter, Sierra, is having an allergic reaction. The alarms are going off in my head. I was wondering, is this my worst nightmare happening? Is this anaphylaxis? What do I do? I have the EpiPen, but I don't know if I should use it. I was scared. My pulse was racing. And I just didn't know what to do. I, I told her that I wanted to go home, but I could barely focus to get the, my daughter's coat on and her jacket and to get her in the van. I think it was about seven blocks to get home and I just I couldn't hardly focus. Like I probably shouldn't have been driving because I didn't know what to do and I was just so afraid. I was honestly afraid to use the EpiPen. I just didn't know if it was time to use it. Would I hurt her more if I did? Just all of these questions were going through my mind and I didn't know uh, what to do or what to say. And I got her home 
And I think I called my husband. Actually, I know I called my husband. I interrupted him at work and I said, what should I do? And he told me to use Benadryl, which is what we had been given at the time. That was kind of the first step for allergies at the time. So this is many years ago now. Remember, this is not the first step anymore. So I gave her some Benadryl and um, things started to slowly improve. And my next step was going to be to call the doctor. Um, But I did see that she was slowly improving, so I didn't. Um, But I probably should have and I probably should have given her the EpiPen much quicker and I know that you know hindsight is 2020 and it's really hard to say well um, you know now looking back so many years exactly what I should have done but I feel like I should have given her the EpiPen and I feel like things could have been so much worse than they were and I'm honestly so thankful that nothing did happen and that she was okay. But the thing that scares me is that I didn't know what to do. And I double guessed myself, I second guessed myself, uh, instead of being confident and knowing what to do. And so that experience is one of the ones that really helped me to decide that I need to help other moms in this situation because we are not trained. Nobody is trained. You don't just get diagnosed with food allergies and all of a sudden understand exactly what to do when and um, how to treat um, reactions. It really is something that you have to dig into and you have to learn. And now after all of these years, all of the things that I've learned and been able to figure out, it is practical knowledge that I just want to share with everybody else because there's so many people who can use this practical knowledge. So I hope that in this in this podcast, you will learn the practical knowledge, but you will also feel confident and get guidance on the things that I never had guidance for and the things that... Um, could have turned out badly for me, I hope that I can turn that around for someone else in this podcast. So if you think about some of the things that food allergy moms have to figure out, there's things like dealing with like feeling nervous to try new foods because you're going to be afraid that there's another allergy or that your si- the sibling is going to have one. Food allergy moms have no idea how to do that. Um, advocating and getting others to take food allergies seriously or consistently including your child. That is something that unless you get guidance, you don't know how to deal with that. Uh, Of course, fearing daycare and school and letting someone else take care of your child, that is really hard when you have food allergies. And there are things that I can definitely tell you that I know are going to help you. So um, of course, just like me in our in the story I told you, you do not people do not naturally just get the um, understanding of when to use epinephrine, and it's there's that doubting that you can feel nervous about and scary about, like I did. So I really want to help moms with that because it's not something that comes naturally. 
or travel. And you guys, <laughs> I remember back in the days when we first started traveling with food allergies and wow, I was scared. I felt like everything was um, hard and scary. And I almost canceled our big trip that we made because I was so nervous. But I can tell you in this podcast, you're going to learn so many tips and tricks that I've already learned that you don't need to learn the hard way like we did. And not only that, but dining out, eating out, you want to be able to model those good habits for your child as you're doing this. And you're going to learn how to do that in this podcast. So all of these struggles, all of these things that come up in the food allergy journey, I'm here to help you navigate those. So number one, if you have felt worried about any of these things in the past, I want you to know that you are not alone. And number two, I want you to know that you are not failing. I felt like I failed when I didn't give the epinephrine or didn't know what to do or feel confident. I really stressed about that. And I want you to know that you don't have to stress about that. You are not failing. Without guidance, it is so hard to know and it takes way longer longer to stumble your way through it. And it can cause a lot of worry and stress in the meantime. And so I want you to know that um, you don't have to worry and stress. I hope that I give you lots of great information because I really want to help you and your family feel confident, in control, and I want you to thrive. So thank you for listening and I look forward to chatting with you on this podcast. Before you go, Mama, if you love this episode and want deeper support, head over to FriendlyPantry.com to see how we can partner together to keep your food allergy child safer and worry less. There's no need for wasting time searching all over Instagram, TikTok, and the web to get the practical knowledge you need for your family. While you're there, grab your free Food Allergy Kids Empowerment Guide or the newly diagnosed checklist today. Topics are not medical advice and are the opinions, views, and property of Friendly Pantry Consulting Incorporated. All rights reserved. Always contact your board-certified allergist immunologist for health advice.